0: Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, let's talk about Jesper Bratt and his hypothetical long-term deal with the New Jersey Devils because I heard some news courtesy of a Jesper Bratt fan page saying that Bratt is here to stay. I'll explain more of that in today's episode. And also, let's talk about some silly season discussion in regards to a possible Vladimir Tarasenko trade, and it could only cost us a few prospects. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils, with Trade Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils driver for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Wait, am I pointing out the graph? There we go. I'm pointing out the graphic now. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. I hope you went to the lake. I hope you did some grilling, hung out with family, friends, went to the pool, whatever the case might be. But also remember, it was a day of remembrance. So for all those who paid the ultimate sacrifice, you are in my thoughts, heart, and uh, prayers, and i hope that your family friends and associates are doing well so once again for all those who made the ultimate sacrifice uh you might be gone but you are surely not forgotten and that's what memorial day is all about now on to business in regards to new jersey devils so in the last episode or last couple episodes i've been talking about cole caulfield and as to whether or not i would want him to join the new jersey devils organization via a trade that would involve the second overall pick. Look, I think for some of us, we're just gonna have to agree to disagree. I did put out a poll on Twitter, and the results were polarizing. Like it was a complete, um, it was a complete dominance of people who said no compared to yes and unsure. So a lot of you are on the same boat as I am in regards to Cole Caulfield. But then again, some Montreal Canadiens fans um, might not agree with me in that regards. Look, I, I said it in the last episode, and I'll say it again. Cole Caulfield definitely has a bright future ahead of him, but for where he's at right now in terms of in terms of his overall development, I just don't think he would be a fit for the New Jersey Devils. Great player, just not ready uh, in my books to risk the second overall pick. And plus, Uri Slepkowski was tearing it up for Team Slovakia. So I think um, drafting him wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. So we'll talk more about that because, obviously, we're about a month away from the draft, and I'm looking forward to it. So there's definitely going to be a lot of news and stories to talk about in regards to Jorai Slovkoski, more trade discussions, rumors. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about another potential trade discussion. However, it doesn't really involve the second overall pick, given the circumstances. But before we talk about uh, Vladimir Tarasenko and him possibly coming over to the Devils organization, as to whether or not I will want him. We're going to talk about Jesper Bratt. So for any of you who don't know, for any of you who are not really on Twitter, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the name, but the Brad Pack, at Pack 63 is a friend of the show. He is definitely a big Twitter personality. He's a fan page for Jesper Bratt, but he also tweets about NHL uh, news and things of that nature. He's been tweeting throughout the playoffs, and he made an announcement over the weekend saying that Jesper Bratt, and I quote, and here's the, here's the tweet, he said, here, y'all wanted a Brad Pack bomb, so here it goes. Je- Jesper Bratt extension is done. Jesper Bratt has signed a long-term contract for under $7 million. Expect a formal announcement soon this week, question mark. Our boy is here to stay, and that's not the only contract coming. So he says there might be another contract in the works for New Jersey Devils. He didn't specify who, but he said that Jesper Bratt is here to stay. Now, Here's the thing, guys. I'm going to wait until the New Jersey Devils actually make the official announcement before I make a full-fledged episode, because based on the tweet and based on, you know, the Brad Pack being somewhat like I am, which is more of a Devil's personality, I would say that I'm, I'm just going to play it safe, and I'm just going to wait until the New Jersey Devils make the official announcement. So based on uh, the circumstances, I would say this is probably a, a verbal agreement, and that's not out of the realm of possibility because it was Memorial day weekend. So I'm sure nobody was in the office, but in terms of just for Brad signing for under 7 million, to give you guys uh, some perspective, Jack Hughes is going to be paid annually of $8 million. And then for Nico, Heisher, he's going to be paid 7.25 million uh, through 2026 and 2027. And then Jack Hughes, 2027 through 2028. So uh, the, the fact that, Jesper Bratt has signed under $7 million. I guess it was to be expected because when, when comparing Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes, it's just like, I guess, when people are talking about the future, they talk more about Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, given the fact that both of them have been all-stars. Nico Heischer is the captain, and Jack Hughes is obviously, I guess, the most popular player and definitely the one who drives our our, our organization. And then for Jesper Bratt, he's definitely on the come-up, and I believe that he's going to provide a lot of good productive years for the New Jersey Devils. So in the past, I said that I would sign Jesper Brad just to play it safe, maybe two to three years. But given the circumstances and how I guess we do need to establish our young core, our baby big three, I guess signing Jesper Brad to a long-term extension is definitely uh, the right avenue that the New Jersey Devils want to go down. And I don't know how long it's going to be. He, he didn't say the uh, length of the contract, but he did say that it was going to be under $7 million. So I'm really looking forward to that. Now, a lot of you are probably wondering, like, Trey, why are you taking your information from the Brad Pack, a Jesper Brad fan page on Twitter? So, here's the thing, guys. I can shine some light on that because I'm kind of in the same boat in that regards, which is I'm a devil's personality. I tweet some stuff. So, I'll give you an example. Going back to last year, I actually had an insider uh, DM me saying that Dougie Hamilton has agreed to a long-term deal With the New Jersey Devils. This was before the New Jersey Devils made the formal announcement. I posted it to Twitter and a lot of you ridiculed it for me. And, you know, rightfully so. I get it. You know, I'm not the official source to be breaking the news. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm I'm not some of the top NHL writers to, to, you know, basically say that this is official, but I knew it was going to be official. So, You know, people like me, Jersey Joe, Alex Javonsi, Neil from Devil State of Mind podcast, whoever the case might be. We do have insiders who DM us personally saying like, look, here's what's happening with this player. Here's what player is going to sign with us. Yada, yada, yada. So Jesper Brad signing a long term deal with the New Jersey Devils, while not official yet, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I believe he did so because here's the thing. Jesper Brat recently appeared on Speak of the Devils podcast, and he says, I feel like I did a lot of good things throughout the year, and I feel like I evolved better as a player, and I've been before. And he says that I want to be part of the solution. I want to be here. I know it's a business decision, and that's something I have to accept. We'll see where the future goes. I'm going to do everything I can to make myself a better player and become better every day. That's where my focus will be. Hopefully, everything goes smoothly. So here's the thing. I think Jesper Bratt is hinting at the fact that he is with the New Jersey Devils for the long run. He's here to stay. So I think Jesper Bratt, it could be after I publish this episode, it could be in a week, two weeks, whatever the case might be. I think Jesper Bratt has, in fact, signed his long-term deal with the New Jersey Devils. Like I said, I'll wait to do a full-fledged episode until I see the official announcement from the New Jersey Devils. But ultimately, guys, I I don't want to jinx anything. And I, I really hope this is just a verbal agreement, but... It seems like Jesper Bratt has, in fact, signed a long-term deal with the New Jersey Devils, so that is something to definitely get excited for. So, once again, uh, we got our baby big three. This is definitely going to, um, you know, give us a-, a long-term of options, considering the fact that, you know, we got sure signed long-term. We got Hughes signed long-term. We got Dougie Hamilton signed long-term. Now we're getting Jesper Bratt signed long-term, so... Our core is starting to come fully together, and I'm glad that Jesper Bratt was able to take a couple steps forward. So, ultimately, that's where I wanted to start today's episode off. So, before we continue and before we talk about some silly season, it's time for the first and only live read this morning. It comes from our friends at Bet Online. So, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your sport betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, MLB scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Boundline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Boundline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, so let's talk some silly season for the New Jersey Devils, and one of my colleagues from Pucks and Forex released another article in regards to maybe a player that the New Jersey Devils could potentially obtain. And that is Vladimir Teresinko from the St. Louis Blues. So here's how the article starts off with. The New Jersey Devils are getting the semblance of a really good top six. Obviously, you know, we got Jack Hughes, we got Nico Heischer, we got Jesper Bratt that I just talked about. So our top six is starting to form really well. But I think one of the things that the New Jersey Devils need to approach this offseason is looking for another top six player. Now, I'll be honest with you guys, when we... Uh, originally signed Tomas Tatar, I thought that was our top six player because I felt as though Tatar was a heavily underrated player. Remember, he led the Montreal Canadiens in scoring just a couple years ago. I get that, you know, throughout the entirety of their Stanley Cup playoff run. He was pretty much a non-factor. He was scratched for uh, a few games, I believe, or most of it. But nonetheless, he was uh, really uh, a non-factor. So it made it easy for them to just let him go. So I felt as though that maybe Tomas Tatar – is that diamond in the rough. He is someone who can help uh, benefit the New Jersey Devils on the top six. I said to start the season he will play top six, but the thing about Tomas Tatar, his offense was sometimes it was there, sometimes it wasn't. So I believe one of the priorities this offseason for the New Jersey Devils, especially since they have the second overall pick, is look for another top six guy. Look for another, like, glue pieces, I like to call it, just to form everything together. So we got Jack Hughes. We got Nico Heischer. We got Jesper Bratt. Sharon Govich was able to take a couple steps forward. Obviously, we got Dawson Mercer. And say what you want to say about Dawson Mercer. I've said that he's wildly inconsistent. However, the one thing I cannot uh, uh, question about Dawson Mercer is his overall heart and determination because he was the only Devils player, and he, he got lucky with COVID. He was the only Devils player to play in all 82 games. And I believe him, Mo Sider, and also Lucas Raymond out in Detroit were the only rookies to play in all 82 games. So the one thing I can't question about Dawson Mercer is his overall determination and effort. And the fact that he was able to show glimpses of improvement goes to show why he was never really a healthy scratch. So ultimately I feel as though Dawson Mercer does have room to improve. Yes. And I believe he does have a bright future. Obviously he's going to have to get back into the lab over the off season and just work on some stuff and including just trying to find his niche a little bit in the NHL, but I feel as though he can do that. But, Ultimately, the Devils have a lot of solid players. We just need more consistency when it comes to points. I talked about it in a more recent episode when I said one of the main priorities for the Devils this offseason is to look for more forwards because we really do need that, guys. Because, you know, we we have like, you know, Heisher, we got Hughes, we got Brat, but we're too top heavy. So where can we get that consistent scoring from? And maybe Vladimir Tarasenko can be that answer for the New Jersey Devils, but. Ultimately, I haven't given up on people like Sharon Govich. I haven't given up on people like Tatar. I haven't given up on people like Mercer. Jimmy Vc was able to, you know, have some sort of an impact. And that's what the article talked about. They talked about Tatar. They talked about Zaka. They talked about Johnson, Holtz, Mercer, and even, even Jimmy Vc. However, uh, they got some play when they were going uh, consistently, but then we all know like, what kind of happened Like, if they were going cold, which is they provided little to nothing. So none of those players are considered locks to get back into their old spots next season. But here's the thing. Janssen showed improvement because Johnson's first season with the New Jersey Devils was a disaster. He just didn't seem to fit in. He just didn't seem to get the overall gif of uh, Lindy Ruff in his system. But come in this year, he was able to have an impact right away. He was able to you know, get off to a good start to the season, but he just didn't really – finish off strong. And then I talked about Dawson Mercer, Alexander Holtz. Uh, I'm sure once we give him a bigger role, maybe he'll uh, start to show glimpses of what he was able to do for the Utica Comets and also what he was able to do overseas. So ultimately, the New Jersey Devils, we have a lot of diamonds in the rough. We have a lot of potential to move forward, but we do need another top six player to just round everything out. So once again, we do have a lot of great players and we have the second overall pick. So, could the New Jersey Devils, you know, aim for someone like Vladimir Tarasenko. Now, here's what the article on Pucks, Pucks and Pitchforks stated. They said the Devils were reportedly in on Terracinko the last offseason, but they couldn't get a deal done with the Blues. In fact, nobody could get a deal done with the Blues. Tarasenko remained with the Blues, and they just had their season end at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs. He had more than a point per game this season, including his 630 goal season of his career. So, Here's the thing about Tarasenko. I was surprised that uh, the Seattle Kraken didn't pick him in the expansion draft. I was all I was really like surprised that they didn't uh, they didn't pick him up just because it's like he's a great player. He can help on any top six. I believe Tarasenko can definitely um, have that some sort of impact on any top six. I get it that you know he's been injured the last couple of years. He hasn't played in many games because. Last year, he only appeared in 24 games. Then the season prior, he only appeared in 10. I get that's a bit of a risk, but it's the same thing I talked about uh Carey Price, why the Seattle Kraken didn't pick him up, which is, you know, I get they're injured. and I get, you know, you, you want someone who can uh, suit up for you right away, especially since you're a new team in the NHL. But once they come back, they could definitely have a, an impact. And Tarasenko was able to have that impact for the St. Louis Blues because this season appeared in 75 games. He had 34 goals. 48 assists for a grand total of 82 points. And then uh, come playoff time, he was able to suit up in 12 games. He had six goals, three assists for a grand total of nine points. And so essentially, he was still giving them solid production during the playoffs. So would I want Tarasenko on this team for the New Jersey Devils? The answer is yes. But uh, I guess you guys know where I'm going with this because I've talked about it with Kevin Fiala and a few other trade scenarios for New Jersey Devils, which is I don't want to use the second overall pick because it's a little risky. I get it. I sound like a broken record every time I talk about trade scenarios. But the thing is, the New Jersey Devils don't have to ultimately go to the second overall pick for every trade scenario because Devils do have a lot of pieces that uh, people aren't giving them credit for. And I feel as though the Devils can definitely use that as pawns in order to obtain someone. So uh, continuing with the article, after two injury plague seasons, Teresinko uh, proved he was still an elite player in this league. It was an insane year in terms of total offense, but it was really good to see Tarasenko play at that level again. Now, Tarasenko has one more year left on his contract before he becomes a free agent that uh, does two things to the value. For one, whatever team trades for him is eligible to give him an extension right away. Also, the Blues will be likely to think hard about what kind of value they accept for Tarasenko. They could ride it out like they did this past season and risk losing him for nothing, or they could trade him to the highest bidder. Now, here's where the Devils come into play. Because remember last season, and I'm not trying to say this player is on the same level as Tarasenko. I'm just trying to give you guys um, just some uh, more perspective. Remember when uh, the Colorado Avalanche were kind of in a unique situation come the expansion draft because they had Ryan Graves on their roster. And Ryan Graves is a heavily slept on player. I get that people could say like, you know, the Colorado Avalanche had a good, good defensive unit. Obviously, when you have Makar on your team, it's definitely a bonus to have. But Ryan Graves is, a, is an actually a very good player. Like, a couple of years ago, he led the, the entire NHL in plus-minus and also defensive shares. So his value is there in terms of just being anywhere from a decent player to a good player. Like, I think if you ask anyone, they'll either say he's a good player or a decent player. I don't think anyone's going to say he's a bad player. So where am I getting at this? Well, remember – Come the expansion draft, the, you, you can only hold on to a certain amount of players. And here come the Colorado Avalanche. Obviously, they selected their players they wanted to hold on to, but they're going to have to expose Ryan Graves in the expansion draft. But they don't want to lose him for essentially nothing. So what do they do? They put him um, you know, on the open market, and they're just like, look, we, we want Ryan Graves for something. We don't want to give him up for essentially nothing. So what what do you got? The New Jersey Devils, I, I think we traded, what, Malziv and another – Uh, draft pick that's worthless to us to the Colorado Avalanche and we got Ryan Graves and now Ryan Graves is one of our best defensemen because he has that silent but deadly impact I said it throughout the course of the year he's sort of like that silent ninja the one you don't really talk about and that worked out well for us because Ryan Graves once again one of our best defensive players and we were able to get him for essentially nothing now going back to Tarasenko it's definitely going to be a whole different animal But ultimately, the Devils have a lot of prospects to choose from. So I'd say the only three prospects that are not up for grabs for any team are, one, Dawson Mercer, two, Alexander Holtz, and then three, possibly Luke Hughes. But I'm sure the Devils uh, would be willing to trade Luke Hughes if Jack Hughes wasn't on the roster because I'm sure Hughes, being one of the best players on the New Jersey Devils, he's telling the devil's organization. You better not trade my brother. Otherwise I'm out of here. First chance I get. Well, then again, he's locked with us for uh, years to come, but digressing a little bit. The devils are in a unique situation, which is they have a lot of prospects. Obviously we got Pavel Zaka to work with. We got a few other roster pieces that could potentially be used in a trade. So we re-signed Jimmy VC, He was originally signed to a one-year deal. I, I believe he could help on any special teams that um, he is assigned to. And then you know, we got someone like Andreas Janssen. I believe Andreas Janssen is entering the final year of his contract. And I said the New Jersey Devils should give him like half a year to possibly redeem himself. And he was able to do so out of trade talk discussions. And, you know, ultimately, I'm just like, OK, so the Devils do have a couple dimes diamonds in the rough and they do have prospects to choose from. Is that enough to get someone like Tarasenko? Because the one risk about Tarasenko is that. There's no guarantee that he's going to sign long-term with the Devils. So I just told you guys that he can sign with any team uh, uh, right away, like as soon as he's traded. Or the St. Louis Blues could run the risk of just letting this ride out and they lose them for nothing. So they're in a unique situation, and this is an opportunity, like I've been talking about the last couple weeks, for the Devils to basically take advantage of some of these teams, some of these teams who are in not-so-ideal situations and just try to get these players for less. So I talked about Kevin Fiala. I know one of my colleagues from uh, Locked On is saying that he doesn't want, um, you know, to trade Kevin Fiala away, and he certainly doesn't want to trade him away if the second overall pick isn't involved. But I'm just saying, like, you know, this this isn't how the real world works, which is, you know, sometimes you have no choice but to because of your cap crunch. Talked about this with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So ultimately, the Devils, we have a lot of good prospects, and I'm sure it wouldn't hurt to give up, like, a prospect here and there. We could give up, like and Zetterlin, I get that some of you are big on him. He does, he does add size to our forwards, but ultimately this is a business decision. Would you rather have Tarasenko or someone uh, like Zetterlin? I would take Tarasenko uh, all day, every day, and twice on Sundays, quite honestly. So that's my overall assessment when it comes to just, um, you know, looking at possible options that the New Jersey Devils could uh, trade away. And I believe that, um, you know, giving up a prospect here and there that's not named Holtz, that's not named Hughes, that's not named Mercer. I I think they can manipulate their way into getting someone like Tarasenko. And I believe he would slide in really well with our top six. I believe this is a player that the New Jersey Devils definitely want to have on the roster. He's 30 years of age. He's been in the league for a while, so he has that experience. He literally uh, has won a Stanley Cup Finals. Like He has a ring to his name. So this could definitely help in the locker room because one of the things I've been talking about the last few weeks is that the New Jersey Devils, they need experience. They need someone in the locker room, just basically someone who's been there before. I've been talking about it in regards to goalies, but it applies to defensemen. It applies to forwards, and it's one of the reasons why I want P.K. Subban back on the roster because he has that experience. Yes, he doesn't have a ring, but at the same time, he's gone to the Stanley Cup Finals. He's been in the league for a while. He's a Norris Trophy winner. I believe Vladimir Tarasenko could definitely be that type of person for the New Jersey Devils. Now I get it. He's dealt with injuries and that is a risk, but at the same time, I believe that, you know, it's a risk worth taking because I think he was able to rebound quite not nicely during the course of the season. And I think he showed to everyone that, you know, he's not washed up and he still has a few years, um, you know, left in the tank. He's a multi-time all-star. He's a two-time second all-star team, Stanley cup champion back in 2019 and, you know, similar to P.K. Subban, he was uh EA Sports NHL cover athlete back um, a, a few years ago. So ultimately, Tarasenko provides the veteran leadership. He's a captain with the Blues organization. And ultimately, you know, he does have the numbers to back it up. And I feel as though that could definitely work in the favor of the New Jersey Devils, slide him into the first line, because one thing that the Devils need is that they need to spread out their offensive production. Because, you know, we got Brat and we got, He's sure on the same line. Then we got Hughes, Sharon Govich, and most likely Mercer on the first line. But at the same time, I'm sure that Hughes wants to work with like another all star. I'm sure he doesn't mind, you know, making Sharon Govich and Mercer better. But it would do so much wonders for uh, Jack Hughes if he had someone else, you know, just to pair alongside him. And, you know, just getting another winger on the team like Tarasenko, that could definitely benefit the New Jersey Devils. It could give us more options. It could help out Heisher sure if need be. So, Ultimately, that's what the Devils need to look at, which is look at a team like the St. Louis Blues, a team that, you know, uh, they could run the risk and let uh, Tarasenko play for another year and then lose him for essentially nothing. Or maybe we can offer a prospect here and there and try to, you know, make it better. It's a little difficult, but I think it's it can be it could be arranged by Tom Fitzgerald. I believe I, I believe wholeheartedly in Tom Fitzgerald that he can do it. So let me know what you guys think. Would you want Vladimir Tarasenko on on the roster? Do you think he can benefit the New Jersey Devils in the future? I'm definitely going to talk more about it in a future episode, but basically wanted to break the surface and say that someone like Vladimir Tarasenko, someone of his essence can go a long way for a New Jersey Devils organization. And I would love to have him on the roster. I don't know what it'll take to get him, but I think the New Jersey Devils would be in a pretty decent position to try obtain him. So Read that article from you from Pucks and Pitchforks. Gave you guys my opinion. Talked about Jesper Bratt and his supposedly contract extension. Wait until official word once again. So let me know what you guys think about everything that I just reported to you the day after Memorial Day. Or I'm recording this the day after Memorial Day. It'll be June 1st when this goes live. But, you know, that's as for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Once again, make sure to subscribe to Locked on Devils on YouTube if you enjoyed today's episode.